In three, two, one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Daryl Scott. You are listening to Life Hacks with Daryl and Grace. I, 95% of the time, am Daryl Scott. And sitting across from me is... Grace Roberts. Welcome. Are you Grace Roberts 100% of the time? Uh, well, it depends. So, yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going there. All right, so, uh, as always, this is a... Um, we're just going to have a conversation with a young lady who is the CEO of the United Care Team. Her name is Karen McPherson. Karen, first of all, just tell us about this United Care Team, what it is and what it is that you do in your role. Okay. Well, United Care Team is a home care agency. We take pride in helping the elder and elderly in their own homes. Um, so that they don't have to be in nursing homes, hospitals, or facilities, and we figure that they can strive better in the comfort of their own homes. So what I do, I um, I hire STNAs, home health aides, private pay client um, employees, and I send them into the homes of these elderly people to help them with their bathing, their dressing, their errands, their, you know, all of their activities of daily living. That's what I do. And Karen, why did you start the uh, United Care Team Agency? I really started it because I um, because of taking care of family members, and it's a very lucrative industry. It's it's a lot. It's needed. Um, I started with family members. It was back in two thousand and eleven, and my mother she used to be a home health aide. She worked for an agency um, for about ten years. And she even said to me, she said, you know, she said, you're a go-getter. You should really get into this home care thing. And I was like, well, Ma, nah, I don't want to get into it because when she said it to me, my first thought was, hey, I had to go in and take care of somebody and this, that, and the other. And, but I'm more of an, an administrative person. And so I didn't think about it. And I said, well, well, I can do the administrative thing and get people where they need to be to take care of these people. So my father, a family of seven. He was the youngest of seven. He passed away at 60, youngest of seven. But currently, I take care of his older brother, who's 99, and my aunt, who's 101 years old. So it started with family members. Um, one of my dad's sisters, another sister-in-law of his, and, and also my mom. And then it went from there. How, my first question is, if you had a bit of reluctance in the very beginning, how did you overcome the reluctance of you know, having to take care of people that weren't necessarily family members. Well, the reluctance came from, and I'll be honest, if I can be very, very frank, I, I'm not the one to do the actual work. I'm the one to facilitate everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't, I I just don't have the blood and guts type. You know what I'm saying? Everybody Mm -hmm. has what they can do. For example, a surgeon, I can't be a surgeon because if I cut somebody open, I'm going to pass out. Okay, so it's just not my thing. But you can give me all the paperwork in the world, all of the planning, all of the making every making sure everybody is where they need to be. So when my mom said it to me, the first thing I thought like, okay, well, I got to go in and change a bed or change a diaper or something like that. And that's just not, I don't have a gut for that. But I have a gut for the rest of it. So we hire people that have that bedside manner. So there it is. But I have the bedside manner to go and talk and go and take you a meal and go and make sure you're okay. And But when it gets down to the blood and guts of it, that's where I kind of 
fall short. Okay. <laughs> and Karen, how long have you been doing this? Well, when did you start the 2011? 2011. So, um, so you did this because this is something that is so desperately needed. And I am a caregiver. I am taking care of my uncle, my mom's brother. And when he, so I have a zillion questions, but when he fell ill, it was just something that I left my job and I sprung into action. It's just something that I needed Uh to do because this is a family member and it is more than a notion. So yeah, I need, I need your services for your agency, but let's talk about some of the disparities um, in the home healthcare industry. Well, the the biggest issue with the home care industry, um, you know, when I first started, I was looking into the private pay sector of the world. And um, so eventually I got into the, Medicaid and passport programs and that, and it's very lucrative. So at first I had an issue with getting clients. Now my biggest issue in this industry is getting um, home um, care workers. Because I can get, I always say, if you, you give me 50, you know, home care workers, I'll get you 50 clients. Because I'm a sales rep by nature. Because prior to the home care, and it's still in my blood. I um I was in sales for a trucking company for 27 years. So I'm just a sales rep by nature. So getting business is not an issue with me. But finding good quality employees, that's, that's the biggest obstacle here. When you talk about your employees, just... Uh-huh. What what is the process when you interview somebody? What are you looking for? What are the the characteristics or the personality traits? Because I'm sure I'm. Well, I'm, I'm looking for the people with the true, true bedside manner. You have to. You, it takes a unique person. Like for example, she mentions that she's taking care of a family member. That's one thing because I help take care of my mom. So that's a different monster than taking care of a stranger. Right. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. you don't necessarily, you're going to spring into action. Like she said, she sprung into action with her family member. Absolutely. I sprung into action with my family members, which caused me to go further in this industry. So as far as the caregivers, what I found, and I don't know if I'm okay with saying this, I found that my best employees are my semi-retired individuals. That's what I found that my best employees are. I'm looking for the people with the true bedside manner. I mean, I've, I've found people that have gone into certain industries, you know, maybe nursing, whatever it is. Oh, you, you make X amount of dollars in this industry. But if, if it's not what you do, if it's not what you're really, really passionate about, don't do it. You're not going to do a good job. You're not going to show up for work every day. And that's it. That's the reality of it. No matter how much it pays, no matter what, if you're not happy in what you're doing, you're not going to show up for work every day. Right. And, and, and of course, with everything that's going on now and people that are reluctant to go back into the workforce period for right now, it's like, well, no, I'll continue to collect the unemployment for as long as I can. And then I'll go uh-huh. back into the industry. But yeah, so that I would imagine, but not just your agency, but is, uh, agencies across the board are having these um, the issues, yeah. these right. hiring issues, uh, finding yes. quality people and people that really, like you said, the bedside manner and have the passion because I don't want just anyone in my, you know, the space with my uncle, with my family member, with my loved one. So, yeah, uh-huh. I'm looking for an agency that does care that they vet their staff, you know, that they have the people that they can rely on. Not somebody that just wants to come over and kick back and watch TV and play some games, but attend to the person you're, you're working for. 
You're absolutely right. Because I've learned over the years, you know, initially it was all about, okay, well, you know what? We just have to get someone there. We just have to get someone there to take care of this person. But I've learned it's more to it than just getting someone there. It's a matter of getting the right person there. You have to match up the right person. So I've learned a lot of my employees. I learned the client. And I've, I've been able to successfully put the right people with the right people. I had a gentleman where he went through four people before I got him the right person. And now for two years now, him, he and the aide, they're almost like family now. I mean, she, I, I, she even told me that she bought him furniture. And I said, okay, that's not for me to know, but okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine, but they get attached that way. So you just have to put the right people. And it doesn't always happen that way, but I have just been experienced been able to say, you know what, um, Sheila, she won't work, you know what, she wouldn't work well with Ms. Johnson, I already know, you know, so, right. yeah, so, it, it, so it's a, hey, it's a thing, and, and and at the end of the day, you know, during the day, some, a lot of days I'm frustrated, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get this done or that done, but at the end of the day, I am okay with it, because believe it or not, I like the hustle and the bustle, what? I like it, I wanna, and, I, and, and once I see everything, all the pieces, to the puzzle, they fall in place, and the self gratification is amazing. And, and I think that that, mm-hmm. that would be obviously true. My my concern, and it's not really a concern, that that interview process between we'll call them the customer and the, the person you hire. Okay. I'm sure there might be occasions when they're off to a rocky start, and maybe the customer is more difficult, or maybe your 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 STNA is is just find the person difficult. How do you manage that dynamic? And it's that's a very very good question. And believe it or not, a lot of my clients are difficult. Um, what I've I'm, what I've done in the past with difficult clients, um, I literally write them a thirty day notice, and I say to them, "We're here to do a service for you." I mean, it's some of some of the reasons why they would say they did. I had a guy say he didn't want his aide back because she knocked on his door instead of rang his doorbell. <laughs> so when I run into issues such as that, I just write up to the state and I said, you know, we can no longer service this client because we're here to make do a service, and I don't, I, I just don't have time for it. So I, I get rid of them, right? And, and because there's too many people that's standing in line waiting to get service. So now when I started initially, oh my God, I would, I would, I would lose sleep at night. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do to please Miss Jackson or whoever? You know, I'm just doing, just making up a name. But what am I going to do? But I found out I don't need to keep Miss Jackson because she's the issue. She's the, it's not my, it's not my workers. I know, especially when I know my people and they, and they say things about certain people or do, I get rid of them. And the same with the workers. They come up with things as well. It's, it's a two way street. It goes both ways. I have bad workers and I've had bad clients. So the way I deal with it, I get rid of either one of them because I don't want the I don't want the headache. Now, ten years ago, I dealt with that headache, but now I've learned. Like you know what, I don't need the headache because I'll get some more workers, and the clients are just. It, it, it they come out of the woodwork, right? Because there's such a great need, and if they can find a quality agency that they know is going to place someone that will, you know, best serve them, 
Then if, yeah, they'll definitely stand in line because I'm in line now at your agency too, <laughs> Karen. I'll be giving you a call later because I need calls. help. Yeah. I need help desperately. But like you said, so well, you- here's my motto. I, I, I try to tell people and I try my best to do this. I always say to people, I'm not going to send you anyone that I wouldn't send to my mother. Right. That's right. my motto. See, and with and that, that. And it right. doesn't always happen like, because I do have people where, you know, I look up and here, here's a scenario I, I had recently. Um, you know, we don't get to, we do quality assurance calls just to check to see how everything is going. So we did one of our calls and, um, we had one of our workers, she was turning in her time sheets and everything. Her, her, her client had passed away, but she was still turning in time records. Whoa. And everything. Yes, ma'am. And then, and I said, well, did you know that Mrs. Such and such passed away? No, no, before we said that, I said, how's Mrs. Such and such? Oh, she's fine. I just saw her yesterday. Really? Did you like dig down and go in her grave? Okay, <laughs> right. but she's been dead for two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, so I mean, deal- yeah. Ouch. She was taking care of her Yeah, spirit. ouch. We deal with a lot. Yeah. We deal with a lot. But I deal with it. So, I learned, I learned who's who. I know who's going to try to play games. Who's not. It, 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 it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot, but I but I am up for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, too? I noticed, Karen, I found that, like you said, semi-retired workers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of some, uh, they're, they're nurses, STNAs, and they are doing this, and they work full-time, but they're also doing this okay. on the side. And they do it because of their bedside manner. They get repeat customers, yeah. and they're all, because... I mean, and they, you know, you'd want to pay them six figs at least to take care of your loved uh-huh. one because of their bedside manner. That's why I was wondering. So how do you find those quality uh, employees, staff that really want to, you know, to really take care of? Well, that's a, that's a great question because that's my, that's my day. That's a daily battle for me. And that's why I'm even on this show right now. Any suggestions? I mean, um, I will say that some of my best employees have been word of mouth. Um, other than that, a million people can apply on Indeed or whatever, all of these sites. I mean, I've advertised on billboards, buses, you name it. Um, and then I found that a lot of people apply because they have to apply so they can receive their benefits and stuff like that. Yeah. But they don't really have that bedside manner. They just apply to say, okay, well, I need to get my benefits for the next six months. And they'll come and work for two weeks and never show up again. So it's a battle. It's a battle. I send people to school. I have a, I have a contract with a school that can get you certified. Um, I've paid for it. I pay for background checks. I actually do background checks. Did it all. So I was losing a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, well, this person seems good or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and pay for this. And then once you start working, I'll do a payroll deduction for you. This person never shows up. So it's... Any suggestions, anybody that has any suggestions, and, and this is across the board, but that's the biggest issue in this industry is finding good help. All right, we're going to do this first, and then we're going to get your contact information. Our conversation with the CEO of the United Care Team, Karen McPherson, continues after this. Life Acts Conversations with Daryl and Grace will be right back. You're listening to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Uh, our guest today is the CEO of the United Care Team, Karen McPherson. Karen, th- there's going to be a lot to talk about it, and, and 
Over and over again, I want you to give out your contact information about how people can get a hold of you for either um, uh, the, the care or people to apply. But after you do that, I want to talk about, is there a difference between elderly and physically disabled? Because you, you can be, I saw a picture of Don King yesterday at 90 years old. He looked good. Mm-hmm. But he's 90. I don't know what else he's doing. But you can be physically disabled in a wheelchair or something like that. Is is there a real difference? And, and do you differentiate between the two? No. No, I don't. It just depends. Well, basically, my agency, what we do, we have a difference. There's a difference in skilled and non-skilled, okay? So I am a non-skilled agency, and I am I'm contracted with... Um, the area aging, you know, the Ohio Department of Aging. Mm-hmm. So you also have a, a skilled side, which is more like Medicare. And I am I am in the Medicaid field. So Medicare, they normally deal more with the nurses that go out, and they would treat, like, wounds and change catheters and things like that. We don't do that. We're mainly into the, again, activities of daily living, which includes errands, cleaning, you know, helping with bathing and dressing and things like that. We're not allowed to treat, we're not even allowed to fill a pill box, okay? That falls into a skilled um, thing. That nurse would have to come in and do a skilled thing. So I don't, I, I stay away from that because it's a whole different monster, um, but, it's, but, it's, but it's very, very well needed. You know, it's very well needed. So um, as far as disabled, I handle disabled people where we call a total care. I have um, clients that are bedridden. They need a Hoyer. With, you know, a lift um, where my my workers, they go in and do a full bed bath. They change, you know, change people in the beds and this, that, and the other. So there is really no difference. No. We do, we do, we do it all with the exception of there is limited things as far as skilled versus non-skilled. Simply, we can't go in and put your pills in a box. But we can tell you, our customer, our client, it's time to take that pill, but we can't fill that box. And this is per Medicaid and Medicare, you know. So we have to follow it. I, I do whatever I can to stay compliant. And for two years, I have had a sanction-free survey, meaning, meaning that I was 100% compliant with all of the rules and guidelines. And that's very, very rare. That's very good, though. That speaks volumes about yeah. your agency. Um, so, like Absolutely. you said, so you, can't, you cannot give the, cl- the client uh, their meds medication but you can, we tell can them, give it to them you we can give it to them but to, you can put that in the box so they're already there so the pills are set aside yeah. so you can give them and it's called a medicine reminder what we do is we remind you it's time to take your medicine we can take it out and say here but we cannot fill it meaning that our staff is not because what if we put too many pills you know right, right. or something like that so we just can't a family member can do it or a nurse can come in and do it. But with my agency, we can't do it. I mean, we're competent enough to do it, but, but by right. state law, can't do it. And so then you couldn't administer a shot or insulin or anything like that either? No. Okay. Got no. it. Got it. No. Mm-mm. No. Not at all. We can assist. We can watch. We can make sure it's happening, but no, we can't do it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then me, you know, being the, the, the I take care of my uncle, so I am his caregiver, but not knowing the difference between, well, learning the difference between skilled and non-skilled and then learning the difference, mm-hmm. the differences between Medicaid and Medicare. Can we talk a little more about that? The differences? Absolutely. If, um, the difference between Medicare and Medicaid, and I don't want to sound crazy, but Medicaid 
is pretty much for people that didn't work and didn't put in anything into the system. Medicare is for, for example, my mother, she worked at General Electric for years, for uh, 25, 30 years. Um, and she had Medicare, which means she put more money into the government. The people on Medicaid, um, I don't know, they get sick earlier or maybe didn't work or whatever. I, I'm kind of afraid to say this. I don't know, but basically it's almost like if you don't have anything, you get more. That's Medicaid. If you don't have anything, you get more. I've seen people on Medicaid that'll get, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week of service. I've seen people on Medicare, such as my mom, who I know needed care. They gave her six hours a week of home care. That was it. You said six. And I think it's ridiculous. And actually right now, even with Medicaid and Passport and all of these um, things, you know, with with COVID going on, I've been writing to Mike DeWine. And I've been told that, oh, he's not answering messages, but I continue to write. And I've been advocating for my care workers to make more money because we're only allowed, they only give us, they only reimburse us a very, very limited amount of money. And therefore, we can only pay a very limited amount of money. And um, that's why I say this industry works for your semi-retired ladies because they can only make a limited amount of money. But I feel like these are our front lines essential workers, they've been out here working while everybody else is at home. And while they're giving out money everywhere, it has really, it has really hurt my feelings that they haven't given money where these aides can make more money. Because at first they were talking about a hero's program where they could make like $23 an hour. I was, I was stalking it and watching it and all of a sudden it went away. Right. And if anyone misses it, I don't know what you're talking about. What? Heroes yep. program. And, and that's, what talking about. that's unfortunate. That's sad. It is unfortunate because they talk about our frontline workers. We're talking about these ladies getting up in the morning, going to strangers' homes, um, exposing themselves to mm-hmm. who knows what, and this, that, and the other. But you're talking about a bar and a restaurant? Really? It, it drives me insane. Every time I think about it, it, it breaks my heart. It drives me insane. So we, we want to bring you back from the insanity. That's, that's what we do here. Okay, bring me, bring me back, bring me back. <laughs> we want to bring you back from the insanity. <laughs> I appreciate that, Daryl. I appreciate with, it. With, this, with us being, uh, for lack of a better term, locked up for 17, 18 months, depending upon who you work for, did your home care situation continue? Did you stop interviewing? Did you stop sending people to homes? What, what did no, you do? no. No, we we kept we kept moving. No, our people needed service. I can't leave Mr. Jackson laying in his bed full of poop. No, we had to go. If they didn't go, I had to go. Even though I don't have a stomach for it, somebody had to go. As you can tell, I get real passionate about this, and I do. But no, we did not stop. We did not miss a beat. I had ladies that were exposed to COVID. I had people that I had to um, file unemployment because I had to quarantine them because their clients may have gotten COVID. So, but no, we kept it moving. We did not, we didn't stop. We didn't stop. We couldn't stop. Right. We, we couldn't. Right. And you're passionate about this. Someone else might have said, you know what? We're going to pause too. We're going to take a break and we're not going to do this. No. But you you kept it moving because like I said, your clients needed it. So you had they to continue to move. You had to continue. I look so, at them all like, hey, if that was my mom, if that was my dad, what, 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 what are you going to let her just sit exactly. there? No way. We kept it moving, yes. And then I have a rapport, too, even with my employees. 
they, I don't treat them. I always let them know that, you know, you don't work for me. We work together. What do you need? What do you want? You know what I, and we kept it moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we continue to keep it moving. And we continue to keep it moving. We have to do what we have to do. And even with my workers, I don't just tell them, oh, you have to go there and this, that, and the other. I had a lady recently. She was uncomfortable with one of her um, clients because she said he was always talking about killing people and he had knives around the house and this, that, and the other. I said, if you're uncomfortable, let me know. I'm not going to make you go there. No. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't go. Right. But I let his case manager know what was going on. You, all you have to do is document it. And I'm not... It, it, because a lot of people get into it's all about the money. Well, you need to go. You're making me lose hours. No, I want you to be safe. I want you to be happy, and I want you to be comfortable. And that's probably what sets you apart from these other agencies. Because I've heard horror stories, dear and I'm sure you've heard stories as well. Like yeah. you're taking care of your mother mm-hmm. and thinking about that. So, someone that care—I mean, authentically, genuinely cares. The the debate mm-hmm. I had in, in in my family was. Eh. Why do I have to talk about this? Um, was, you know, I could take my mother and, and, and place her in a home or I could move her into uh-huh. the house. I, considering uh-huh. what she had and, and the things she did while she was at home until we got her into a, a nursing facility, I realized that uh-huh. I would never sleep. I just, I just knew right. I wouldn't. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so we put her in a place. And, and, and don't get me wrong, the, the people at both agencies... Knew, knew who I was by first name uh-huh. and realized that if uh-huh. anything went wrong, um, as one woman said, he will burn the building down. And I'm like, well, I, I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. You sound, you must be related yeah. to me. I, I don't, okay. It's like, I, I don't know if I'll go that far. But um, there, there was an instance where my, where, where my, my mom's bed was lowered to the floor. She was trying to get up. She fell out to bed. The nurse called me immediately. And 20 minutes later, the doctor called me. So I think also, and, and this would happen in your case with your with your folks, you have to develop a relationship mm-hmm. with the other relative or other person yeah. who is taking care of that. And, and how do you manage that? Because I, I know sometimes, let me be honest, I can be a knucklehead uh, when it comes uh-huh. to caring for my mother. Of course. But... In each case, the nurses got to know me. There was an incident at a place, and, and the nurses came over and reassured me, uh, which which only made me more comfortable. But how do you handle that situation where it's the daughter, it's the son, it's the father, and, and you've got to kind of reassure them, and your aide has to help reassure them? Well, I have conversations with them. Um, first of all, when I take a client on board, once we get a care plan, it lets us know, are we to contact the client themselves or are we to contact a family member? And nine times out of 10, they also have an emergency contact. So we have to follow protocol. So I normally contact the, um, the client because they're in their, you know, they're in their right state of mind and everything right. mm-hmm. and we're fine. So for example, I had a guy where he was very, very, I don't even know what to call him. I don't know. He he had an issue with everyone. Somebody stole my chicken. Somebody, their perfume made me sneeze. There, it was always something. And he would call, he would swear at us. He would call and tell me F you and, you know, things like that. So his daughter um, gave me a call and was saying, well, nobody showed up. And, you know, they want to call and swear at you and curse you out and things like that. And I, and I, and I calmly say, 
well, here's what's going on. Your dad has this, this, and this. We've, we've gone through several A's and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just keep it very calm. I've been known to take the most irate individual and turn them into a cream puff. You know, because I, I'm not going to, you, you're going to call me and you're on 10, but I'm going to take you down to one because I'm going to explain to you what's going on because I know I've not done anything wrong to your family member. I am here to do the best I can to service your your person. If your person is making it difficult for me, then we should have a conversation. So in this particular case, the daughter said, well, you know what? My dad is very difficult. I used to be his aide and he would swear at me too. And so if you already know that, why are right. you calling trying to correct me? Right. <laughs> so, and I told her, and I said, and what we can do, I said, what we can do is I can write a 30-day notice, and you can have your dad, certainly you can have your dad go to another agency, and once you say things like that, those keywords, no, 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 oh, no, 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 I don't, yeah, we don't want to do that. You know why you don't want to do it? Because your dad has left this agency, that agency, that agency, and I stood up with him longer than anyone. Right. So you really don't want to mess with me, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've done a lot for your dad. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Karen McPherson, Karen McPherson, the CEO of United Care Team Home Health Agency. And we're talking about advocacy and what we can do to help. Right. And it's all about relationships, Karen, wouldn't you say? Yes, Everything is relational. We'll take a quick pause and we'll come right back. Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Our guest is the CEO of United Care Team, Karen McPherson. Karen, before we go any farther, I want you to give your contact okay. information so that people can get a hold of you. Okay, well, my contact information, I have a website. It is unitedcareteam.com, and you can go to the um, um, contact page and put in your basic information. And this is also, this is for hiring and also for clients. And you can just put your basic name and, you know, phone number and stuff like that. And we will contact you within, within 24 hours. And that is unitedcareteam.com, all one word. Our phone number is 216-356-6100. Again, 216-356-6100. Grace, before I throw it to you, Karen, with all you got going on, you really busy, aren't you? I am busy. Yes, I am busy. And I'm starting a trucking company too, but I'm busy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is this is horrible, but this is how my mind works. So uh-huh. you're gonna you're gonna get the trucking company to cart your aids to and from the houses while they No. No? Say <laughs> so if if they need to. No, no. I'm gonna get <laughs> Okay, I just said I'm gonna get the trucking company to haul freight across the country. <laughs> oh, well, like that. Never mind. I'm like, I'm not. Grace, go ahead. Be get, nice. Get me out of be this nice. Mess. Be nice. Uh, UnitedCareTeam.com is your website, 216-356-6100. United Care yeah. Team. Uh, Karen McPherson, the and CEO. Then, and then if we can just put it out there that, you know, right now we are looking for qualified STNAs and home health aides every day, all day. We have, we have cases. We're ready. We're looking for you. If you're not an STNA or a home health aide, I can get you qualified. I can get your CPR. I can get your background check. We can do all of that for you. If you're very, very interested and you do have that bedside manner, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, I am a man and I work at a company where we have many, many acronyms. Just tell me what Uh STNA stands for. 
state-tested nursing assistant. That's all I need it. State-tested nursing assistant. Now you know. You learn something yes. new every day, huh, Daryl? That's right. <laughs> and HHA is home health aid. Home okay. health aid. So, Karen, speak yes. to someone listening right now that is interested in getting into this field, starting a home health care agency. Mm-hmm. Speak to them. Tell so them what it takes. Yes, someone's listening right now, no, for example. No, speak to them. Um, well, here, um, I've actually um, helped a couple of ladies start their own home health aid agencies. And um, it's all a matter of going to the Ohio Department of Aging website. Um, you just need to, <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it like in a nutshell right here, right now, but you just follow the instructions. Um, it, it gives you a list of the items that you need. For example, insurance. You have to have service to clients for three months. Um, get your background check and stuff like that. But they give you a list right on the Ohio Department of Aging website in order to um, um, start your agency. Because I was actually in the process. I think I'm going to do an ebook on how to start your agency. Because you know what? It's enough out here for all of us. It really is. Um, because I've had several people come to me and ask me how, and I have helped, I've helped a couple, but you have to want to put the work in because a few people, I gave them the, you know, the old saying, if you, you, you take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you, I give people the information, but they come back. Well, what else do I do? Well, you know what? You got to put in some of the work on your own. I can't do all of it for you. And every now and then you just want to drag that horse in and almost drown it. You really can't. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, well, you know, evidently you're not really hungry. You're not really wanting this. Because I had one friend of mine who, and then it ended up working out for me great because I'm not computer savvy. I can be, but I just don't like all the little quirky stuff. So I have a friend, a really, really dear friend of mine. I walked her through getting her agency. But she's, she's younger than me, so she's computer savvy. She likes to do all the online stuff or whatever. So she set up all of my documents online for me, which would have probably cost me thousands of dollars. And she did it for me for free because I didn't charge her anything to help her start her agency. And she feels like she's indebted to me because she's like, whatever you need. She'll come to my house. She she fixes my computer. She sets up all my documents. Everything is pretty. And I'm like, wow, I didn't think of that. You know, so it worked out great. It worked out great. And she would always say, well, how much are you charging me to show me? I was like, I'm not charging you anything because it's too easy. It's too easy. I don't even know what to charge you. So just, I want you to be as successful as I am. I want us all to win. In in the process of starting this and getting all this together, there seems to be that you would need a lot of education because there seems to be a lot of parts, whether it's the, uh-huh. the the Ohio State boards and some personal things and computers and things like that. Well, you know what? Here, here's the deal. I found out, even like what you just said, it seems to be a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. When I started off, I thought it was a lot of parts. I ran into a lot of brick walls. I, and I actually, and I have to give a shout out to a friend of mine. His name is Terry Maynard. He's had a, an agency forever. And I reached out to him and he kind of gave me a little insight on some things where I was overthinking things because I didn't know. Okay. So once I learned the industry and I even tweaked some things that he had going on, I realized, you know what, this thing isn't hard at all. So it's all about a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it's also once you learn it, because I tell anybody, once you teach me something or once I know something, I am a machine. You can't take it from me and I'm going to be the best at it. It's just that simple. I just have to have a thorough understanding of what I'm doing, which is why I've had two years 
of a sanction-free surveys with my agency, which is why. Because the bottom line is follow the rules. If this is what they say they want, that's what you have to do. That's it. Right. And doing what you did and being in sales for all of those years. So, I mean, you just bring that education, that piece to it. And that's what makes you so successful. Like you said, you can talk to anyone, you know, but but then you're passionate. And then it's like what sets your agency apart from the next agency? You know, why people should. I get along with my clients and I also get along with my workers. I treat them as I just treat people how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I don't look at you like, because I've, I've, I've actually heard people say, are they just a home health aide? No, they're not just a home health aide. No, they're not. No, don't don't talk to people that way. I treat people how I want to be treated, and I think that's how I've been successful. That's all I can, that's the only way I can say it. And each and every that's person, the only way I can. right, regardless of their role, each and every person is equally as valuable, no matter what role exactly. they play. And that's how you treat, that's what I'm understanding, that's how you treat all of your staff, all of your team. How I treat them. And you don't, now, do- don't get me wrong. I, 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 I'm also very, very aware of the ones who think that they, right. you know, absolutely. Because they think that because I'm nice, they can get over on me. No, there is a witch that will come out. <laughs> if you think that you can get, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I will understand that, yeah, you had to take your baby to the doctor or, but, but after your grandmother died 17 times, enough is enough. <laughs> you know, it, it, enough is enough. Yes. I mean, okay. <laughs> Yeah. 17 times? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Uh, I'm exaggerating. Yeah, it was I'm actually. They, they don't think you remember or they forget the lie that they told. Mm-hmm. I had a girl who I ended up telling her every other week her daughter broke her arm. Did she broke her leg? Did she, she fell off the bus. She did this. She did that. And I said, you know, I said, at some point, someone's going to call Child Protective Services on you. But I said, because a lot is happening to your daughter. Right. And after that, I didn't hear any more complaints. Right. I had another lady, one of my, one of my clients, even the clients, they call in and they want to, they want $20. Oh, your aid broke my vase. Oh, this, that, and the other. So there's one lady, she called in, and she kept talking about $20, $20. And I said, you know, Miss Jackson, of course, that's not her name, but I said, I'm going to personally bring you $20. So I went there, and, and, and my daughter always talks about my voice. She says, I, I, I'm real hearty, and I talk real heavy and whatever. You don't know, have a really heavy voice. So I went to the lady's place, and when I went there, she said, oh, my gosh, Karen, I talk to you all the time. She said, you're a little bitty thing. You don't look as big as you sound. <laughs> and she <laughs> I said, well, I don't know how I sound, and I don't know if I sound right. big, but here I am with your $20, you know. <laughs> so with, with all of this that you do, and, and you're very uh-huh. passionate about what you do, and you, you encounter many different moods from whether they're your aides or, or they're your, your, your clients, what, what do you do? I'm, I'm very much concerned with mental health and how people decompress, so to speak. What what do you do to decompress? What do you do for fun? What do you do to get away from it all? Are you are, are you in the picture that I see on the beach, standing there, just in in, in loving the the ocean, and there's nobody else there with you? Well, here I'm 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 pretty much a I've always been like a homebody. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I have two children, and I have two stepchildren. I have uh, I think twelve grandchildren, and I just had a great grandbaby. I am a big kid at heart. I'm the person you're going to see at the, on the roller coaster at Cedar Point. 
with all the kids. I'm the one that's going to cook all. I'm going to. I'm going. I'm the one that's going to have the big water balloon fight in the backyard with all the kids. Um, if you were to gather all of my gr- my grandkids, my sister's grandkids, they were just over here the other day talking about. I mean, you would, if you were to get my grandkids together. The best memory they've had is at my house where they all got together. I made them play kickball. Um, they had to ride, ride bikes. We had a, we blew up five, over 5,000 water balloons one summer and had big, that's the kind of stuff that wow, I Wow, that sounds like fun. That's I'm coming, time. next time I'm coming, Kieran. You coming? Yeah, it'll be hey. adults against the kids. <laughs> no. See, that sounds like a lot of fun. I just, I just we want... have a ball. And then another thing I do, Another thing that um, brings me down, I like to cater. One, Another thing is in my heart, Elaborate Affairs is my catering company that I never really kicked off. But a, a, a couple of times a year, I have to cater some type of an event. If somebody would say to me, hey, okay, I got to cater this event. It's 200 people. In 10 minutes, I got to figure out, hey, you don't have a 10-course meal, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. That is therapeutic to me. Oh, Okay, a couple of things. Number one, I, I, got, okay. a, I got a group of six that you can cater for. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Seven, add no, me. You're a part seven. of the six. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, six, if you ever, you know. Ever but that's not enough. I needed to be, here, here's oh, another see. thing about me. If I have a little bit to do, right? I procrastinate. I won't do it. I need a lot to do. I have to have it, although I may say, okay, this is chaotic. It's driving me insane or whatever, but that's what I love. I want it to drive me insane because at the end of the day, I know I'm going to pull it together. I know I'm going to make it happen. And I love it. So, but if it's a little, even even around my house, I'll say, "Oh, there's just two cups in the sink. I'm not washing those." Mm, you know, but <laughs> it has to be yeah. overwhelming. And then I boom. Right. That's how it works. Be- before we go to break, I just want to say this: you know, kickball is illegal in the world today, right now. What? Oh no, I did not know that. When, I didn't yeah, either. You can't what? play kickball. You can't play dodgeball. What? You can't play any of those kickball. games that we played as children. You're kidding me. No, are you, you serious? I'm serious. You can't what? do any of that because it's going to hurt you. Oh. And we shouldn't hurt our childrens. What? Oh, stop it! Okay, Quality, right? Okay, look it up. Oh, that's it up crazy. I, you know what? I'm just going, talking to my neighbors. Go ahead, go ahead. You're going to kick the ball, and then somebody's going to pick up the ball, and they're going to throw it at you. Right. And it's going to hit don't you. Don't get hit by Don't, that you one. You can't. You can't do that. You're out. <laughs> you can't You're out. You get hit in the forehead. You're out. Ooh, you get. Yeah. See, I'm thinking getting hit in the arm, <laughs> hitting the leg. Why you got to bring up the forehead? Karen is real. Karen. Why are you, hey, because that's what happens. <laughs> but, I think I'm already getting hit in the forehead but, before. You know. The, but here's my point. I'm looking at this picture of you. And you say you got of me? Where yeah. you get a picture of me from? I was from your website, from your bio. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna go to break here in a minute, Mike. So just put the sign down. You ain't old enough to have great grandkids. Oh, I am. I am. <laughs> I don't know what picture. Maybe I put a younger picture up you, here, but you, I don't know. But I am. Well, if you know Zares, one great grandkid, okay. four months old. Okay, one. If, you, if you know Zares. You might be in my age range, but we'll come back after the break. All right, let's Okay, all right, we'll talk about it on the break. All right. <laughs> you are listening to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. We will be right back. Welcome back to Life Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Very special guest, Karen McPherson, the CEO of United Care Team. Again, Karen, what was your website if people want to get in contact with you and your phone number and why you are the home health care agency? Okay, great. Thank you for that. Um, our website is unitedcareteam.com. 
Um, you can pick on a you can click on the careers page and just put your basic information in, and we'll contact you. We're always looking for qualified STNAs and HHAs, home health aides. Um, our phone number is two one six three five six six one zero zero. And I feel like we are the agency because we're friendly. We work with you. We want to make sure that you're partnered up with the right client. Um, we, we just take pride in doing a great service for our clients. And we really do whatever we can. We do paid vacations, which I understand. And I think our pay is a little higher than everyone else's as well. So feel free to give us a call at 216-356-6100. Give us a call. And if you don't like us, fine, but I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> I like that. So as we get ready, we're getting closer to wrapping up the show. If you had to say what was left for you to do in the 40 plus years, since I know not how old you are, the 40 plus years you have left, what's left for you to do? What would you like to your legacy to be? Um... I don't know. I, I, I'm just like a free spirit. I just want to have fun. I mean, I enjoy, like I said, I'm a big kid at heart. Um, I enjoy doing things with the grandkids um, and this new grandbaby. Oh, my gosh, she is the cutest thing you ever want to see. Um, and just travel. Here, let me say this. I don't know if this sounds crazy, but this is what I want to do. I want to rent or buy a big, um, what is it, an RV or not an SUV. RV. One of those big old vans right. with the beds and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. One of those things, and just and just drive, just travel the world, just no certain destination. But I just want to go wherever and stop when I feel like it, go when I feel like it, and just be on my own time. I don't like being on other people's time. If you um, Fourth of July weekend, a friend of mine, she moved to Atlanta. I get cheerleader with me in high school. She said, "Karen, she's been in Georgia for about ten years." She said she's given her husband a. 50th birthday party and I said you know what I'm coming and she said okay and she said well I'm checking flights and I said no flights I'm driving she said why would you drive I said because that's what I do I got in my car by myself I drove to Georgia from Cleveland and she was like are you insane and I said no I said because and I ended up stopping in Kentucky because there was a very bad rainstorm and but I was okay with that because my thing is I'm not on anybody's time I'm not wasting anybody's time I stopped slept overnight got up Went there the next morning. So I just want to be. I just want to do what I do when I do it. I don't want to be in an airport. Okay, it's time to go, or your flight is delayed, or whatever. If I feel like stopping, I will. If I don't feel like stopping, I won't. And and that's just me. That's just what I want to do. I want to, like I said, I want to rent a big old RV and just go where, wherever I want to go. On your own time, love it. Love on it. my own time. Because I'm kind of because I'm kind of impatient. And I don't like to be on, I get frustrated where, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know what? We were supposed to do this, but you turned and did that. It kind of drives me insane because I'm kind of organized, but then I'm not. But not yeah, you. give me that big old <laughs> RV and let's go. All right. So two, two stories. I got a guy that I used to work with, sold his home, sold his car, bought a small car. They bought an RV and he's uh-huh. been traveling back and forth throughout the United States for the last five years. And I always I go, love it. Where, where, where in the world is Eric? And he, he goes to different parks and things mm-hmm. like that. A former boss of mine um, who lives down in the Akron area drove to Portland and on the way back, 
actually yeah, uh-huh. drove to Portland. On the way back, they will they will drive back, but they will stop at many different places and go into different parks and things like that. That that is wow. I think that is the goal of of a lot of different people. And then there's me who's going to jump out of a plane next year, but that's a whole nother story. Tandem, you say you right? want to jump out of a plane? Tandem, I right? I am. I got a thing from a buddy of mine that I played basketball with years and years ago, and his wife turned 60, and her thing was she uh, skydived mm-hmm. for her 60th birthday. Love it. Um, let's go. I'll, I'll, be, huh. I'll be... Ready, Karen? Let's I, go. I will say it this three way. I will be close. Well, I'll watch. I will, I, I'm, I'm a little scared of heights. I'll, I'll watch. Say three of us I'm, going. Going. I'm, going. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights, but I'm going to do this. Um, but you want to jump out of a plane? I'm going to jump out of a plane. I'm with you, I, It'll girl. be a tangent thing. I'm with you. I know. I'm doing that. I have a lot of nutty things on my list for next summer, but, uh, right. you know, you only live once. I, right. I, I say live your life. Let's do this. Well, wait a minute. How are you guys at roller coasters? Because if you can get past the roller coasters, hey, I think you'll put be me, okay. Karen, I'm in the front row. Put I, me in the front row. I, I love, love roller coasters. I love I roller coasters. Oh, my God. Okay. I, love it. I have my granddaughter, my grandkids. It's a shame. We would look at them and say, Okay, are they tall enough to get on the roller coaster? <laughs> the grown-ups, we'd go to Cedar Point. Right. And if the kids weren't tall enough to ride, hey, you you go over there with the people right, that's not riding. Right, because right. You can sit with them. We can't we'll be right. right. <laughs> I, I had a very traumatic experience when I was a youngster, so I do not ride roller coasters. Okay. But you're going to jump out of a plane. Right, they're, right. They're, they're, look, I'm the guy that dislikes tomatoes and loves ketchup, okay? Oh, you're one of those. I'm one of those. Well, I understand that. I don't like tomatoes either, but I love ketchup. So right. I, I love that tomatoes and I love ketchup. Yeah. How about that? Karen, this, this has been a wonderful conversation. We've learned a lot about you and learned a lot about your organization and what your organization does. I, I will say okay. this. Thank you, you. You serve a purpose. And more people need to know your purpose and your purpose needs to be available to all of our listeners and, and, and everybody who does what you do. Uh, I greatly appreciate the time. Uh, I appreciate what you do. You know, Grace is going to call you so she can get Absolutely. some information. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. At, at some point, I will call you because I will need somebody to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, whatever the case, hey, call me. I appreciate it. You guys have been great. This has been wonderful. I have absolutely loved this conversation. Loved it. All right. Grace, any parting comments? You know what? No, the website, unitedcareteam.com. Check it out. 216-356-6100. Karen McPherson, it was such a pleasure to have you. She is the CEO of the United Care Team. Thank you so much. Yeah, once again, the CEO of the United Care Team, Karen McPherson, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. For Grace Roberts, I am Daryl Scott. Join us again next week for another edition of Life Hacks, Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, guys. Thank you so much. Karen, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Five Hacks Conversations with Daryl and Grace. Grace, 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 Grace.